Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And Happy New Year, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Voice for Men, podcast number 186. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globe, spin it around, bang. Not really sure where you ended up, so spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, still in that COVID quarantine. So we're in undisclosed locations around Sugarland. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys, and this is the No Church Answers Tour. Uh, each of us are on our own spiritual journey, and we feel all men are leaders, leader of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community, but sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed, spiritually recharged, and that's why we're here on a regular basis. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, our website, which is at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com or pray.com. We're glad that you're joining us. We're just starting out a new year, a new study. You know, we use different publications, and this one is from Baptist Way Press. It's under uh, Connect 360. Pure Joy is the title, A Choice to Rejoice. And uh, it's the study of Philippians. So we're glad that you're going to be around uh, and hope you join us for all of the uh, studies in this particular book. And what we do is we have a uh, group of fellows here and do a panel discussion, do a little opening where we give a maybe an overview of the particular lesson that we're going to go into, read the scripture and then have a uh, deeper discussion after that. And so at this time, it's my privilege to introduce to you uh, the panel that we have. He's a world-class policy writer, a uh, bit of a professional gambler. He's also our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. All right, Steve. Hey. You. Attorney and now former prosecutor. Uh, he used to be able to defend you, but not anymore. He could just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we call him the judge, Michael Cropper. Hey, Mike. Hello. Hey, Michael. Happy retirement. <laughs> Thanks yeah. a lot for that. Happy, happy retirement. <laughs> and uh, he's also a corporate trainer, kind of our group theologian. We call him the professor. Robert Koshu is here. Hello, tonight. Robert. <laughs> and insurance broker and uh, group deacon, Mr. Kyle Trahan is here. Hey, Kyle. Right, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Kyle. Hey, Kyle. And my name is uh, Bill Cox. I'm basically a salesman and a director of this group. And so with that, um, this new study that we're getting into, um, I want to go ahead and uh, just uh, get the panel and introduce the panel at this time and start with our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to punt I, because we're going to start uh, the study in Philippians, and I know that Mike is, has oh, uh, all right, let's has go got to some, Mike first, has some uh, things going here. So, so Mike, can you give it, you know, some background? 
All right. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, many times, folks, if you listen to the podcast of past, I like to open up with a little bit of background on what we're talking about, the, the subject. And, and believe me, that's for my benefit. It's not necessarily I'm trying to accommodate everybody, but I like to know how it fits into what we've been doing in the past and what we're doing presently. So Steve was kind enough to ask me if I'd mention a few words about uh, the, the, the letter to the Philippians. So when did Paul establish the church of Philippi? Paul established Philippi or, or the church in Philippi as the first Christian community in about 49 to 50 AD. Now, this is according to Acts 16, 9 through 40. Uh, he came to Philippi via its harbor town of Neapolis, or the modern-day Kavala. Now, when did Paul write the letter to the Philippians? Um, about 10 to 12 years after establishing the church. Now, granted, if, folks, if you look at some of the commentaries and all the authors, they may give her a year, year or two, take her a year or two, but I'm I'm, I'm providing what I caught in several of the uh, theologians who, who gave their opinion as to when these, uh, then these numbers uh, worked or when the time period was. So the church, now, church was founded Paul, around AD 49. Ahead, it was founded AD 49. The letter was written 5960 or so. Yeah. Okay. I found 59 to 62 with okay. three different <laughs> authors, <laughs> three different people. Uh, Anyway, where was Paul when he wrote the letter? Well, we're not sure. He could have been in jail in Antioch, but the, the theory is that he was in Rome, probably, with Silas. Uh, did you have something different on that, Steve? Well, I think Timothy, too, because uh, Timothy, Timothy is with him because he's... We will I see, don't know that he was in jail, but he was... Well, yeah, well right, Timothy, maybe, yeah. I guess Silas was, was in jail with him. Timothy... Was there was on in the journey Rome. with him? Yes, okay. was, we know but he, he was yeah. present when he wrote the letter because his name is in the letter. That's correct. Uh, so, what, what is the theme of the letter? Uh, Steve mentioned this early. It's it's the joy of the Christian experience is a general statement about it, and that's the dominant theme running throughout the book of Philippians. The words joy and rejoice are used about sixteen times in the epistle. And my statement, the Apostle Paul expresses great gratitude and affection for the Philippian church. His, they apparently are his strongest supporters in the ministry out of all the church and letters he's written, Ephesians and Romans and things like that. Um, you sense a great thread of happiness running throughout the letter. So the, the, how did the Philippian church get started? The start of the Philippian church is no less a miracle than Paul's conversion to Christ. Paul had just delivered an important instruction or message to the churches at Antioch, Phrygia, and Galatia. And here again, uh, Steve mentioned this, Paul, Silas, and Timothy are traveling together, and they were visiting churches to encourage them. And as they continue on their journey, the Holy Spirit stops them from going over to Asia and Bithynia. Now, folks, if you, you want to follow us on this, uh, you'll find this in Acts, the cha uh, chapters 14, 15, and 16. They are very, uh, uh, no, very colorful about this particular journeys that Paul takes and what occurs. So why did Paul go to Philippi? Because there's hundreds of other towns he could have gone to. Well, Paul received a vision of a man pleading for them to come to Macedonia to help them. So Paul, Silas, and Timothy go to Philippi, which is a fairly large city in Macedonia. On the Sabbath day, they meet Lydia at the river where Jews normally go and commonly pray on the Sabbath. Uh, Lydia, Lydia is probably the first believer that we have recorded in, in, in Acts. 
She's a wealthy lady. They continue to teach and, and, and more than likely many more are saved through Paul's ministry. He's so effective at winning people to Christ. Sometimes the Bible doesn't even tell us always that he has many uh, followers and many believers that occur from his teachings and his from his persuasive uh, uh, preaching. So they are arrested and thrown. Now, once again, they're arrested and thrown in jail. I think Paul, Silas, and more likely Timothy here, we're not told that. But we're told that Paul and Silas are in jail uh, because Paul casts out a spirit out of a slave girl who follows him and announces that he represents the most high God. And in fact, all of them represent the most high God in what they're teaching. Well, a miracle occurs when Paul and Silas are singing hymns in the jail after they've been beating, beaten by the officials. Uh, well, if you, any of you read any of this, the jail breaks open and no one leaves jail, even though they could. All their chains fall off. Any uh, Anything that's attaching them to the jail uh, is, is falls off and is no longer effective on them. Well, the See, that's, a big, that's a big deal to Mike, since uh, <laughs> he's a former prosecutor. <laughs> <laughs> All the people that, he put, do it in, that he put in are still there. I'm retired if, if, if you didn't catch that from Bill's opening. Right. Right? Uh, anyway, the jailer brings comes in and he gets, his, he gets saved and his household followed Christ. So there's a whole diversity of people. That, and Steve, uh, I will make a point about this. A whole diversity of people here at this location at uh, uh, Philippi. Anyway, uh, back to you, Bill, on the text. Uh, whoever wants to make some opening statements, whatever you want, Bill. Okay, thanks so much. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll read the text first. How about this, Steve? I'll read the text and then we'll go to our break and uh, uh, then we'll come back with further discussion. How about that? Okay. All right. Okay, Philippians 1, uh, 1 through 11. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrances of you, always and in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, am I sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. And that's Philippians 1, 1 through 11. We're going to go ahead and take our hard break right now. This is Man Up Podcast number 186. We will be right back. You're listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. It's brought to you by Man Up Media. I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny. 
You can find them on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Other Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for The Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact ManUp at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up. And we're kicking this year off with a bang. This is podcast number 186. This is the first show we've actually uh, recorded in the new year. And it's great to be back from our holiday break. And we started out, uh, this particular study is called Pure Joy, A Choice to Rejoice. It's the study of Philippians. And just read the, uh, <clears throat> the scripture passage, which is Philippians 1. 1 through 11, and going to go ahead and introduce the panel and get some additional comments from each of the guys. Start with uh, our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Yeah, uh, Mike, thank you for that background. And I, I think it was important to cover because Philip, Philippi had a very diverse church. Yeah, and it's, it's spelled out in chapter 16. We, we get a picture of that, chapter 16 of Acts. And not only that, it's functional. Uh, there's different types of people, yet Paul seems to be very pleased in the way they're working together uh, in terms of growing the church. But the two illustrations you, you, you gave, Mike, in, in chapter 16, uh, Paul comes to Philippi and he meets Lydia, who is a wealthy, a, a wealthy woman who works in in textiles, in, in either clothes, she's a she's a fashion designer. She dyes purple cloth, which which indicates she has a clientele that is very wealthy. So wealthy, she's right. she's a you know Fifth Avenue, uh, Rodeo Drive, um, and she is baptized. And here's the word. And in that, right after that baptism and conversion, she invites Paul and his party to her home for, for a meal. Now, fast forward, I, we don't know, a few days later, maybe a week later comes the, they stir up trouble, they get arrested, they end up in jail, we have the jail, the miracle, uh, and Paul t- preaches to the jailer, and the jailer is converted and invites Paul and his friends to his home. I, mean, I think they're still technically under arrest, or uh, you know, supposed to be in prison because they, they do go back, uh, but he invites them to this home. So, and and often these two lessons are taught separately in church. You know, we hear the we hear the founding of Philippi, and 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 we hear the miracle of the the prison. But taken together, you've got eventually these groups meet. So you have you have Lydia, and as I said, kind of the high end. Uh, you know, the the person who lives in the gated community. And we can relate to this in Sugarland because there's a prison farm here that's, that's, that's shrinking in size. Right. But we have our gated communities uh, re- nearby in our, in our developments, yet over, over we have the prison farm and you can go over there and there are some small houses, cottages, trailer parks where the, the, the employees of that prison live. So it's like our community. Now, can you imagine inviting those two groups to dinner and 
And what, you know, just, just let that sink in. You know, you're, 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 you're probably, you know, your guys who are like, you're sit back with beer and, uh, you know, and, and, and football at the end of the day, and somebody's more, you know, apt to want to go down to the fine arts of museum of fine arts. Yet the point is, is that these groups are getting along. Um, there's the class boundaries are being overcome, religious boundaries over, are being overcome. There are Jews and Gentiles here. There are people of various backgrounds, yet they're all working for the gospel. And uh, well, I think we're, there's a lot to learn here from that. Excellent. Uh, Professor Koshu. Yeah, so first things first, um, if you want to know where Philippi was, Mike did an excellent <laughs> job describing it. But I actually grabbed a couple of map. I actually grabbed a map image and threw it out on our Twitter account, Man Up Spiritual Oasis, and on our Facebook page. Just if somebody wants to go take, if you get curious, go take a look at our Twitter feed and our Facebook page, and you can see where it is. Um, I think this is interesting. Steve's right, and it was a very diverse church. But we're going to be looking also at joy, and I'm going to steal a page from Steve, Richard Foster, in a celebration of discipline. He actually talked about the celebration of the heart of Christ, and he aired the world on a high note of jubilation. The gospel starts with something we, we all just heard in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to all people. And then Jesus leaves the world by saying, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full in John chapter 15 the night before he was crucified. And so the bookends of joy around Christ's life is what we're called to worship and look at. And I think mixing in what Steve talked about, that, that these guys, you know, very diverse church. And, and hey, guess what? I'm a corporate trainer, so I'm going to speak anathema in my profession at this moment. You don't need to go to diversity training to learn how to work with people. It's actually okay. You don't need to do that. It's called be a human being. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's really not. <laughs> and you really don't have to go through all of that to do this. Because, and this church is an example of that. And, and I'll tell you what, our church is getting to be an example of that. Sugar, Fort Bend County is the most diverse county in the United States. And it is amazingly diverse. And to learn these things, it's learn about the gospel and learn how to treat people and then learn to celebrate joy. And we're talking about pure joy for this entire 13 weeks in the context of Philippians. And that is something I'm actually really looking forward to, especially in light of, you know, we just finished 2020, man. We got to turn the page. <laughs> right, right. And, and turn the page we are. Kyle Trahan, uh, your basic overview of this particular lesson. You know, when I uh, started reading this particular one, the, the introduction, uh, when I, I, I was reading it again this morning, and uh, or this afternoon, rather, and... <clears throat> it really hit me as far as the community and the church and the body of Christ that we live in, in our country, because there's a lot of just absolute craziness going on. And these are our brothers and sisters, you know, of 
when you look at the political world, and I'm sure it wasn't much different in, you know, the Roman times when Jesus is there and, and, you know, when Paul and Timothy and when these guys are having to go around, there was a lot of civil unrest then. And I think, you know, especially putting the spin of joy, we have to relearn, I think, in our own time, in our own country, in our own our own world right now is how to reintegrate ourselves into that community in the body of Christ and know that there are differences. There will be other nationalities, as we've stated, other philosophies. Uh, how many were raised Catholic here? I think three of us, right? Um, two, two, two. Two. I was Catholic light. Obviously, Episcopal. Catholic light. All right. So we got two <laughs> Catholics and a Catholic light. Okay. You know, but, uh, you know, there was, I know growing up for myself, trying to learn what other denominations and why they uh, believed what they believed and how to, uh, again, assimilate to, to each other, I think is the key here, especially in our current climate of our world with COVID and all the different fears of things that could be. I, I think this is a, an excellent lesson. Finding joy in our community. You know, it, it's something, Kyle, something you just said, seeing each other's as, as brothers and sisters. And I think that's, that's why in the secular world, diversity and inclusiveness are the two big buzzwords now. And as, 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 as Robert's saying, yeah, you could kind of, chances are, if, if you work for a major company, I don't know, you, you've probably already either had a diversity seminar or training um, or a, you know, or, or one's planned. But a, a couple of weeks ago, right toward, toward the end of December, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal that basically said, these things aren't working. Paul never called a diversity conference. He opened the door. He made sure he opened the door to anybody who came in. In fact, he didn't have to, the door was always open to anyone uh, who had come in, anyone who would listen. That was always the case. It wasn't about... Uh, a quota. It wasn't about uh, let's count how many we have, how many how many Greeks we have, how many Romans we have, how many Jews we have. Oh, we're we're, we're a little light on the we're a little late on the the people from Ephesus. Let's let's go out and have a recruitment drive to Ephesus. I mean, they didn't they didn't look that way. But and that's where the joy comes from because I'm, what I'm getting back to what what I'll, and and we can go into the whole idea of how how people in the secular world are looking so hard for ways to express religious ideas. From what I understand, these a lot of these diversity days are confessionals for white people to feel good about themselves. People of color and people of other nationalities who weren't white weren't getting anything out of these diversity conferences. Well, I, I was going <laughs> to say not, not, as much of a, uh, not as much of a feel good, but a shame. Yes, to, to make you Actually, as a white yeah, guy to, feel ashamed. To get back her because you didn't do whatever. <laughs> and, and as you know, you know, um, Robert, guilt is a crummy motivator. I mean, Guilt's it may get you to motivator. do something, but you're gonna you're gonna resent it. You're gonna resent it. It's it's not of joy. However, the fact you know you're 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 accomplishing something, and you're becoming you're you're part of something bigger than yourself, and you're you, uh, that's different. And I think it comes down to getting past the differences, and, and Paul extols this. Um, 
you know, he uses the word, you're, you're working in partnership with the gospel. You're not working just because we're a great team. We've got a goal. The goal is the kingdom of God. The goal is the kingdom of God. And, and we're all working toward it and we're all bringing our various gifts toward it. And we're not, we're seeing each other as children of God, not as, you know, where our background was or the color of our skin or the, the, the accent we have uh, or, or who our parents were. Excellent. And with that, let's go ahead and we'll take our uh, second break. This is Man Up Spiritual, for, uh, Spiritual Oasis for Men. Uh, podcast number 186. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the No Church Answers Tour and the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number 186. And uh, we're just starting off... uh, Philippians, Joy of Community is the title of this particular one. And, you know, I want to go ahead and uh, uh, and throw this in. And uh, I, I think so much of this particular uh, podcast and our group are single or individuals, uh, individuals who are uh, listening to this. And as I was writing down and preparing for this particular uh, uh, podcast, I was thinking of ways to happiness. And I I got a three-step, adapting to the situation, being content with your situation, and then ultimately becoming happy in the situation. And I'm reminded of, uh, of course, I'll go back to, uh, I was raised on a farm, so something rural. The story of the duck and the deer. And the, if you put a deer in a cage, it will beat itself to death trying to get out. If you put a duck in a cage, a duck will sit there content until you open the cage and let the duck out. I think in the society that we have, there are times when it's advantageous as men to rebel, to be alpha male, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago in a situation and be that deer. But there's also times when it's probably better off that you're just a duck. You just adapt to the situation, be content. It may lead to happiness, but each situation is a component of itself. And I just wanted to go ahead and just uh, throw that out there for the fellas. Um, and that that just hit me as I was studying for this particular lesson. I, yeah. I, I think the, the other part of that, that that goes along with this bill that you were talking about, it, it ties back to our community conversation in the first 
couple of verses that uh, that in this particular lesson, you see Paul doing a lot of encouragement as a part of it. You know, I thank God in my remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine, making prayer with joy because of your partnership for the gospel of day one. I'm sure this, the person that began a good work will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And that's all encouragement. And, and part of what we need to do as a community and as men, and this is something we talk about quite a bit, is as men, we need to be encouraging each other and being a part of it. And so it's taking that alpha male aspect that you guys talked about so well in the last podcast and channeling that energy into a way to encourage the guy who is trapped in the cage and realizes it, that he needs someone to help him to get through this and to move forward in his journey of faith and life that he's going with, because we all go through these points of time where we are very much locked in to we're looking at it and we end up with despair. Um, I found an article this week and it talks about that deaths by despair, which are considered suicide, alcohol and substance abuse actually rose by 60% last year in 2020. And that, you know, yeah, that, that encouragement is a way for us to work around and help through that as we move forward with it. Yeah. Something something you said there, you know, as far as uh, being in the cage and realizing that we need to get out or, or even if we don't realize that we need to get out of the cage, um, something the author wrote again, that hit me well on, on reading this was the collaboration they, they put it into three stages was collaboration, salvation, and action. Um, but the collaboration stage is, you know, realizing when sometimes when someone's in a cage and we need to lend a hand and sometimes it's, we're in the cage and we need the hand, you know, just an interesting point right. there. Right. Michael Cropper. Yeah. I think a lot of Paul's joy has to do with the, the Philippians. I can't help but think he goes back and he remembers when the, uh, when the Holy Spirit told him not to go into Bithynia, not to go into Asia Minor or whatever, but to go in to Macedonia. And then he goes into Macedonia. He goes up and he establishes a church right away in Philippi. And then he's he's run out of the city. He's run out of the city maybe a short time. I want to say a month, two months, maybe three months later. He's run out of the city. So he's left there not knowing the strength of the, the Philippians. He doesn't know if they're gonna if they're gonna continue to to flourish or if he's gonna have to go back and and re uh, reestablish them, uh, encourage them, everything like that. And and it turns around, they blow his socks off. They turn out to just not only lift him up, they send him gifts, they encourage him. And and it, as as a scripture and as the one of the authors I, I mentioned in the beginning stated that that they are absolutely probably his most favorite church, the most giving church that they can possibly, uh, that, that he dealt with in all those times. So uh, this leads me to this question, and, and you guys were mentioning this, uh, I think, in, in reality. Um, how, do you, how do you work with, with uh, other people that you may or may not like? The Philippians exhibited a tremendous, tremendous spirit of working together. 
and 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 one thing is Christians. I mean, obviously we we go to church and we love our brothers and everything, but sometimes there are just things that rub us wrong. And what you have to do is you've got to set aside, or or you've got first of all have a common cause and set aside any differences. You have the same goal. You have a common goal, and and that's more important than anything else that you that you uh, uh, have regarding serving the Lord and whether it's in the church, whether it's in a prayer group like this, the five of us have a common goal right now. And that's the podcast, right guys? I mean, I don't think we think of hardly anything else. When we start studying or focusing for this podcast, it is our, our heart to present it with the best we can and to try to present it in such a way that people who are listening will identify with what we say. And Bill, you, you announce that every time we start off. We're trying right. to reach men. We're trying to reach ladies that they want to watch. And if there are young men out there who are struggling, we want to put it in a perspective that that they understand and that you understand and you can uh, agree with and learn from. Anyway, Bill. I think building community comes down to two things among faith-based people. And that is giving and receiving blessings. Here's what I mean by that. When you go to church, you have a building full of people that are willing to bless you. But I can't tell you how many times I have seen church people, people of faith, refuse a blessing from someone else. It can be as simple as, hey, that is a nice shirt you got on, Steve. And Steve refused that blessing by saying, oh, what, this old thing? Instead of just saying thank you and receiving the blessing, which makes that person feel good about the fact they're part of the community, they noticed it, it's almost as if you're putting doubt in that person's mind. Oh, what? I don't know what he, I don't notice what he wears. I don't know. Uh, I don't recognize something that is old, you know, and I think being part of the community is being able to not only give, but be willing to receive that interaction, that give and take uh, a part being a part of a community. Well, you know something, Bill, it's sad. I'd have to be the downer on this, but this joy of community is is, is is a missing element in so many men's lives now uh, because right. there's there's so little opportunity to form and be part of communities. You, I mean, church is obviously one place, but even there, it's it's another scheduling issue. Um, and 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 men, and we've talked about this in the past. Men's need for community is the you know there is a need for them to be with other men. Um, and to, to be part of something larger. And what we have here is something special, but most men put everything else ahead of their own need to be, to be, to, to, to be in some sort of brotherhood or some sort of, uh, community relationship that's building something bigger themselves. And, uh, it's, uh, and that's what's sad. And, and, and I wonder if it's being lost and it's being lost more and more through social media, because we only want to hang out. We hang out online with people we don't know. And, you know, just because we might share an interest in something or, and we become more and more isolated to the, 
uh, human connection around us. And, and you go back to what spurred this, this whole deaths by despair, because now this, this COVID-19 has pushed that to the forefront. Suddenly, yeah, I, I, don't, I can't go out to the bar anymore and even talk about sports with some guy. I'm stuck at home. You know, and, and, and even if you love your family, you still have other needs. And I think, let alone, you know, the, and I'm going on, the, the many here who have other problems, uh, this, this has got to be taking a huge toll. Excellent. Uh, Professor Koshu. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking with Steve that it, it's that death by despair, but it's, it's the loss of community that we see through social media. And, you know, you could think of the people who have X number of followers on social media. How many of those people do they really know? I mean, because of my ATD and, and training affiliations in the nation, I have like over a thousand people that are linked up with me on LinkedIn. How many of those do I know? Maybe 300 of them. Maybe. You're, you're a legend. Do I, yeah. But, but, legend. People love yeah. you. But, but how many people do I really know out of that group? Maybe 10, maybe 15, 20 tops is my bet that I, that I really know. But it gives you a and, – and the problem with this is, and I think this is something we can really talk about as we're moving forward through this study of Philippians, is it gives you a false sense of security because it gives you a sense that, oh, I'm part of this big, great community. But in reality, you're not because you don't really know that many people as you're looking at it. And that's something I think that really brings even more of that up as you look at it. Kyle Trahan, you know, your job being an insurance broker, you're probably a welcome sight being able to go out and visit people. Uh, you know, I, I wish that was more, you know, um, me personally, it's, it's the part of my job that I, I really love, you know, is being able to, to be in front of one person or five or 50, um, and just educating and helping and, and truly trying to just educate people on, on what I, my, my field of work. And it, it, this COVID thing, this death by despair thing, you know, I, I feel it, you know, I know I get depressed uh, from time to time because it, it takes the toll on me that I'm not able to do my job the way I used to. <clears throat> and by used to, we met, you know, basically February of 2020, <laughs> you know, of that was normal right then and, and everything has changed since. So Finding and keeping community, I hear you guys on the social media that it, it definitely takes over. I heard a statistic I think yesterday. Uh, I was listening to some news radio trying to take on a little more, uh, you know, just uh, taking in different concepts rather than just music. And it, what did they say? The average American now is taking on like nine hours of personal screen time, whether that's TV, watching the news, looking at your TV, your phone, reading your personal email, whatever, but nine hours, that's a little more than a third of the day. I mean, holy cow. And I, I don't doubt it. I mean, I'm on my phone 24 seven. 
because of work and that's what I claim, but it's not. So I think now more than ever, it's trying to find a way to get back to the human factor, I guess, taking the digital part of it out. This, the way, you know, I interact with you guys, the, the five of us here, uh, on a regular basis is, is great. And I hope guys can find a forum um, such as this or everyone back in the church for that community because it is a very big part of what, at least for myself, what I crave is that human interaction, the community, the love and support that I get from seeing and being with people and personal thing being without masks because I want to see you smile that I so miss. Yeah. Like I see it on my screen right here. And I so miss that. And you look at people and they say, smile with your eyes and it just doesn't work. Um, but again, we're all in this together. And I think remembering that it's God's plan, whatever it is, you know, sometimes it's hard to remember that, oh, my God, God is in control. And he actually has a direction for our world, our country, and our own individual lives. And that's a hard one, I think, to choke down for myself a lot of times. Or I tend to forget it in the moment of, of everything. Right. Michael Cropper. Yeah, Bill, I'm glad you didn't ask me too much about Facebook or all the others I uh, as you guys know, I'm not real involved with Twitter or or I don't do much on Facebook except once in a while I respond to. to I heard you have smart. a hand crank computer. <laughs> Your computer is one of those hand crank I, ones. I, I, yeah. Frankly, I think anybody you know, I, I don't think that's a bad idea, like at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I, I can see. You know what, guys? I can see it if you use it to express. Uh, views towards Jesus Christ or your faith. I can absolutely see that, especially if you use it in Twitter. I think uh, you guys have us on what Twitter, SoundCloud. I can absolutely see the use of that. And if I if I use that on Facebook uh, to express, uh, I mean, my life has changed. I don't know where I'd be today had I not accepted Christ as Savior or started walking toward him and walking with him. I might be dead for all I know because I was involved in rock music as a head of the wrong way so so i can see that you guys and when y'all use twitter or you shoot out whatever thing if when you use this to lift up christ it's awesome i can see that as a method or a media uh, or a method to uh, to convey your belief in christ and and then you leave it to the lord to to get it to the right people if you express things in that way just like we're doing now we, we trust that the Holy Spirit will guide people to this, but I think if we're, we're, we're going to wrap it up soon, Bill, because I have a couple of points I'd like to make real quick, if that's okay. Do it. Yeah, okay. Uh, folks, the, as we express, the, uh, the letter in Philippians is about joy and happiness, and the author, uh, Kyle mentioned something from our book, but the author, if you're not enjoying happiness or joy, in what you do, and you are a Christian, and you're looking for joy, he, uh, he points out four things, and I have a fifth thing that I want to say to you, um, and, and he says, uh, a feeling 
joy is slowly but leaving your life is it is it slowly leaving your life here are some ways to restore the spirit of joy within your walk if you're not feeling joy if you're if you're depressed or down because of the COVID-19 first of all remember that Jesus is in control of all things number two pray often and pray daily and surrender it all to him give him your needs and now folks I will say this sometimes it helps you to write it down it does for me when I'm upset or confused, I will write and make a list of things that are troubling me, and then I can express it to the Lord in prayer. Uh, connect with fellow believers in a godly community, of course, and we say that church, if your church is open, uh, or Bible studies, whatever you can do, however you can do it. Recite daily inspirational verses that speak life into your spirit. And and I want to add this, this fifth one. It makes so much difference in my life, and that's simply... Thank God often, and thank God often for what you have, and do not worry or moan or whine about what you do not have. Those are important things to me. Bill? Excellent. Uh, we're getting down to the end of this podcast, uh, and 2020 was a difficult year, and I think this is great that we're starting off with Philippians uh, and uh, talking about uh pure joy and a choice to rejoice uh, because I myself and as the vast majority of uh, people out there that listen to this particular podcast are um, are people who are spiritual. They're people on their faith journey. And this year was a tough, tough year that we just finished. And myself, I went through multiple surgeries, and I can tell you, uh, working through adapting and then becoming content, trying to work my way towards being happy, I'm telling you, probably the hardest thing was the adapting part, was accepting the situation that I was in that I could not walk. But I had to be content, otherwise I would not get the joy and be happy there's times when you have to man up and you just have to force yourself but recognize that it's work and it has been but i've been adapting i'm close to being content and maybe i'll be happy <laughs> you know that's kind of the way uh, that i'm working through it and just because you're a christian out there i just want to make sure that you know <clears throat> Your life's not going to be without problems, but you're going to be able to handle them better. So, and with that, we're going to go ahead and get some final thoughts from the panel. Uh, this is podcast number 186 and our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Oh, thanks, Bill. Um, it, it, I think the key to this, especially if you're feeling out of community, is to look for those blessings. And they're going to come from unexpected places, unexpected parts, unexpected people. You had said uh, earlier, your, the illustration of what a nice shirt you're wearing and then you, someone and then they're saying, oh, well, this old thing. Um, be open to that idea. And it might not just come as a compliment. It might come as an opportunity for friendship. The, 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 the element about the Philippian church here is that they were open and, and, and very generous with their hospitality. Uh, Lydia invited Paul for dinner and so did the jailer. And 
Uh, Paul was a blessing to them both. Likewise, anybody you meet on the, on the street, at work, on the bus, on the subway, uh, at your church, if you go to a church, if, may indeed be the blessing for you if you're out of sorts. Uh, always be open. Don't judge who that is or who that person is or uh, how you might relate to them. Uh, release that. Release your prejudices. Rele and that's hard. Like <laughs> Release your pre pre uh, uh, assumptions and just accept every person who comes into your life as a potential blessing. Wonderful. That's well very, very well very said. Very nice. Coach you. Yeah. So I'm going to close your wrap up with, so we're, we're talking about joy for the next 13 weeks as we look through. And one of my favorite Christian artists, and he is not a popular Christian artist because he considers himself more of a Bible teacher than a music performer. Um, he is best known for writing the song El Shaddai that was made famous by Amy Grant. Yeah, in like the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of his stuff that I listened to was late 80s, early 90s. I will freely admit that. Um, he's known for two big projects. He wrote a trilogy of, trilogy of albums around the life of Christ. And then he wrote a trilogy of albums called The Ancient Faith about the Old Testament. In between them, he wrote a single album about the New Testament epistles of Paul in particular. And one of his bigger songs, actually, besides El Shaddai, is a song called Joy in the Journey. And the artist's name is Michael Card. I will not sing it. I am going to read the lyrics. I might throw the YouTube video out later. But the lyrics are simply this. There's a joy in the journey. There's a light we can love on the way. There is a wonder and wildness to life and freedom for those who obey. And all those who seek it shall find it, a pardon for all who believe, hope for the hopeless and sight for the blind. To all who've been born in the spirit and who share incarnation with him, who belong to eternity stranded in time and weary of struggling with sin. Forget not the hope that's before you and never stop counting the cost. Remember the hopelessness when you were lost. There is a joy in the journey. There's a light we can love on the way. There is a wonder and wildness to life and freedom for those who obey. <laughs> and there really is a joy in our journey as Christians. You know, there's a hope for the hopeless. We do. We share in the incarnation of Christ. And, you know, we really are struggling with sin. We get weary of it, but we struggle with it still. And that's just something I want to throw out there for us to be thinking about as we're going through this entire series on joy and we're looking at it and we, and we did, we started with something that a lot of men need in their life is a joy and community. So I want to challenge the men out there that listen to us, you know, find that community that, that Bill talks about, you know, if there's not one, start one at your church, a group that can go out and not only go do ministry project projects like, you know, remulch the flower beds or go help, <laughs> someone's mom move or any of that, but can, but can sit down and do the hard work of being with each other and talking with each other and talking about the hard things in life that are hard to talk about because life is hard and life can be hard and frustrating as you go through. And 
that joy that we have is the only way around that. Excellent. Uh, Kyle Trahan. You know, uh, Steve mentioned accepting people as a potential blessing. And I think that's just a wonderful thought, you know, because it, it kind of rounds out the idea of the joy and community because there is a lot of prejudice there. As I mentioned earlier, there, there's civil unrest, there's political unrest, there, there's religious unrest. There, there's all kinds of craziness in our world right now. And being able to drop the prejudice and looking at an individual. I meet people of all races, nationalities, ages, upbringings, religious. I mean, it, it, all kinds. And I walk into their house and I hope they see me the way that I truly am. I don't care. I, I hope they're a good person. And that's where I start. And then we go from there. It doesn't matter if they're black or Asian or Hispanic or white or uh, some of my favorite people come from Belize, actually. I love them. They're wonderful, wonderful people. Um, you know, but being able to drop the prejudice, I think, is one of the big obstacles that a lot of us have. You know, especially people looking at, uh, look at social media, just turn it on right now. Well, no, not right now. Right after this podcast is over, look at the social media <laughs> from today or actually, yeah, I think from like January 6th, four, four days ago for January 6th for four days from now or ago, I mean, and it, it's, it's crazy. Put all that aside because we can be different. We're supposed to be different and we're still still supposed to meld again as brothers and sisters in Christ and able to be the community and, and help people go to a, a, a natural disaster or after a natural disaster, a hurricane or anything else. There is no color. There is no race. There is no religion. You know, as far as there's, there's no prejudice there and everybody works as a community to overcome the obstacles that life has thrown at them. And I think that's what we all have to remember. Excellent. Uh, take away from you, Michael Cropper. Yeah, Bill. Uh, I think what's something you and Steve referenced to earlier, I think it's worth reemphasizing. That's simply a, when you're talking about the shirt and complimenting somebody or getting a compliment to say thank you. I think that's very important. But yes, and, and, and as simple as this is, um, create joy wherever you go. There's enough sadness out there. There's enough disappointments. Um, yeah. Find something you like about someone. Even if you don't like that person, find something you do <laughs> like about them and tell them, compliment them. Same thing for ladies. Uh, find a compliment for them. Give it to them. Um, regularly. Practice that and it'll come natural to you if you don't do that. So how do we build our community again? Once you guys said, get involved, give money or time, whichever we can, you can give and don't expect anything in return. And then thank God often for what you have and tell other people that you thank God for what you have and what you've been given. Bill? Excellent. Uh, and thanks so much for joining us. Uh, so create your community. Don't be a friendless male out there. Have a friend. Just be a friend. 
And uh, I want to thank you for joining us for podcast number 186. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, Kyle Trahan. My name is Bill Cox. We're on this No Church Answer Tour. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pray.com. If you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page, which is at Man-Up or our website, which is man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there. So if you're still in quarantine and unable to attend church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's a Baptist church service at sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts Sunday at 945. When the quarantine is over, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go. And find a small group ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class that you can join and have discussions with people of faith like we have here. And find one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago... I take a flame through to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.